Welcome to We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast, where we are a boundary-free zone. Man, and where everything goes. When I say everything, I really mean everything. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but look, for real, y'all, let me be completely honest. One thing I hate is when another person feel like they're better than the next. I mean, we all still ain't got our shit together nowadays. Plus, life is about constant elevation. And without it, we're dead. And that's why our podcast is called We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together. Together. For real. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. You know the man cave mindset? You know, and I'm the female bringing that little staff with that female energy. Ooh. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Yo, so we actually going to go ahead and introduce ourselves real quick. Uh, but we're, 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 we're going to start with the newest member. Um, go ahead and tell them who you are, what you do. Well, my name is Manuela Cook. I am a mom, a wife, and most importantly, okay, not most important, but I'm also an entrepreneur, which is my most mistake. importantly. You had it right. <laughs> but no, I have multiple businesses that I'm working on under my belt. And so, yeah, that's my life right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, for all y'all that feel like you can't do it all, the people that tell you need to focus on one thing at one time, right. we ain't the people for you. Everybody sure. got to go get it however necessary. Yeah. Yo. All right. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. You know me as, of course, John Wayne Willis Jr., one of your hosts. Go ahead. Next guy up. Introduce yourself. Let them know who they, who they speaking with. Yeah, man. My name is uh, Mind Your Damn Business. I'll just play with you. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is just talk to me. I guarantee you, I'll figure out the solution for you. And just like my uh, homie over there, I am a pure entrepreneur. I figure it out. Make sure we can get that money. Did, did, did you actually say KJ throughout that whole process? Most definitely. Most definitely. Okay. My, my, God, my God. In case my God. My God. My God. All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode, which is going to be titled Yoke Ship. So, so for me, a lot of people are going to listen to the term yoke ship, right? And be like, huh? You know, I coined that. You know, I might put that on a shirt one of these days. Yoke ship, all right? So, we're, we're, we're going to be speaking a little bit about the term equally yoked and why I no longer necessarily subscribe to equally yoked, but I subscribe to yoke ship. So, mm-hmm. to me, that's going to be a super interesting process before we get started what did you guys first learn or when did you guys first learn about equally yoked i'm gonna start with uh with the newest member of the cast manuela tell us when you first learned about it i learned about equally yoked in church oh yes. <laughs> i was thinking about Beach. not dating and waiting to find that person who's equally yoked with you okay okay <laughs> Corey, what about you? A little different, man. Um, with equally yoked, it doesn't mean the person has to be there already. You can build the person to be equally yoked to you. So Wait, I, what? I said for me, I said for me, it was a little different. 
on learning mm-hmm. about the yoke at a younger age. It doesn't mean the person has to be equally yoked when you meet them. The person can be built to that. Can be you still <laughs> be equally yoked. Okay, okay. So that person could be, from what you're saying, that person can move towards equal equally yoke ship. So I think for me, I learned about it in church as well. But what I'll say that I learned about it was everything to do with are you and that person on the same spiritual journey? Are you and that person, you know, and I can't even say spiritual journey. What I learned about it were are you and that person in the same religion or denomination? That's what it felt like to me mostly, right? Denomination of Christianity, the denomination of, for me, I grew up seven, seven day at Venice. You know, I don't know what you guys, what, 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 what church did, did uh, you guys go? I know Corey was Baptist. Uh, what about you? Holiness Pentecostal. So, yeah. The so everybody the knows the term. <laughs> huh? The stricter of the strict. <laughs> well, my, well, Y'all know the Seventh Day Adventists might have a run for the money with that, though. <laughs> well, mine was a little different. My mom was uh, Catholic and my pops was Baptist. So that's why it was a little different for me. And they, they let me choose on which one that I wanted to go with. See, I think that, I think that's, I, I think I, I think I want to go there and expand expand a little bit, right? So I think that's interesting, right? So you had a mom that was Catholic and a dad that was Baptist, is what yes, you said, sir. right? So, so for me, like me growing up, learning about the term equally yoked, like my, my church would have looked at me like, you guys are not equally yoked. You know, a Baptist and a Catholic trying to merge. Your children are going to come out afflicted. What? <laughs> Yeah. And so like I thought that the terminology was like super interesting because as I you know, we got older, all of us are married now. I asked, what role do you think that played in your decision making to, to get married? Uh me personally, nothing. It didn't play in my position for me to get married in any kind of way. The reason why is because what I look for marriage is different from a lot of other people. Some people look for um, basically to be financially stable or to basically have that security. I was mm-hmm. more on the actual other side. Are we compatible as in love? Do we enjoy the same things? Can I sit there with you and watch a full TV show? We can actually enjoy each other and enjoy the show. It, it, it's different from it wasn't just a business decision. Like how most people say marriages are businesses. I go 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 ahead for me, Mohela. So what about for you in the sense of it playing a role for you? It did not play a role for me. By the time I reached the point where I wanted to get married, my whole view on Christianity evolved outside of the religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I basically chose my partner based off of qualities that I thought we kind of meshed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and even though spirituality was a big part of it, because I mean, you want to have somebody you can sit with and discuss like the spiritual world and all those other things with, but it wasn't under Christianity. Um, yeah. You know, so it didn't play a role at all. <laughs> so I think that's interesting. Like, so I unbeknownst like married a woman that was very, like-minded for me and it came to like spirituality religion uh d- denomination we both grew up seven day adventists 
uh, we both went to church early on. I, we don't go to church as much as now, if ever. So, I mean, the concept of, of equally yoked for me always felt feathered, like kind of like fluffed up, right? So when I when I came down to it and you're looking about and you're thinking about getting married, you know, one one of one of the big things for me is divorce rate. Right? Like we we all got married in the 2000 era. <laughs> you feel me it up? When divorce is at like 50, 55% clip, like of all couples that get married, like they they don't last. And so for me, what stood out on the list where there were some things that were super glaring. And the one thing that's never on the list, guess what? Is if y'all are the same religion, if you guys are the same denomination. So right. like when I kept looking at, you know, the, the term of equally yoked, for me, like, you know, it just didn't sit right. Like it, it just stopped having the, the direct meaning versus saying, if I want to be with this woman, you know, what else? is necessary for me to be like-minded with. So Corey kind of touched on some of that already, um, you know, going through what his, his process was, but I, I would, I would ask for you, what, what were some of the, um, the qualities that you were looking for Manuela when you decided to uh, find your husband? One of the qualities was humor. Okay. Laugh, so you have to make be able to make me laugh. We have to be able to pray together, meditate together. Mm. Um, a go getter, someone who is business minded like me, someone who wanted to go further than what they were used to. You know, they weren't mm. sticking to the norm. They weren't conforming. Yeah. Um, basically, someone who wanted to evolve through life with me, and that's basically what I got. So. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce a term to y'all, right? Which is, of course, the name of today's podcast, which I like to call Yoke Ship. So I love what yoke, what equally yoke meant, right? And I just mm -hmm. wanted to expand and take it further. So for me, it was, I can't call it equally yoke because that's already taken for a certain purpose. But yoke ship matters to me, right? So each of you already spoke to what you needed to know that your partner is going to be for you, right? And so, you know, me and Corey differ a little bit because I think marriage should be a bit of a business decision. <laughs> That's just my mindset, right? You know, <laughs> I feel like it should be a bit of a, a business decision. So when I so so when I look at yokeship, right? When when I look at yokeship, it is the expectations, and do those expectations match? or not match going into the process of being with somebody for an extended period of time, if that makes sense. So I'm going to go with you, Corey, in the sense of what were your core expectations uh, going into the marriage outside of like, could, could you guys be, could you guys have something in common? You know, I think all of us like that part. Like we all want to be able to sit down and watch a show with our, you know, our, our spouses we all want to be able to have some things in common and be able to have fun. But like those core, like, yo, if, if, if you ain't got this right now, like I can't, I can't rock with you type deal. Well, what, 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 what was some of those expectations for you? So for me personally, um, I'm a big person on not having expectations. Like, I feel like expectations give you a point for disappointment, but things 
had to have for me to consider a quality is the sign of loyalty. Mm-hmm. The sign of loyalty. I don't want your. I don't want your love. I don't. I don't want you to be where. Um, I feel like when there's hmm, best way I can explain it. I went through a situation. When I went through my situation, I had somebody I can call on. Mm-hmm. Since I had somebody I can call on, it puts me in the mindset, okay, through thick and thin, it doesn't matter whatever happens, I know that I have your back and you have mine. And that's what actually caught me. But besides the expectations, no, I just accept who you are as a person. And if we click on it, cool, we do. If not, it's no point. Okay. My, my, man, I'm over here studying that you know who I'm talking to. Go ahead, Ms. Cook. Before I actually end up murdering today. Go ahead. Well, I was very young. Well, to me, I was very young. I was mm-hmm. I met my husband at 21. So, and I'm 30, I'm about to be 34. Yeah. Like a month or two, you know what I mean? So yeah. I knew what I wanted, but ask me like if I had a responsible mindset when it came to knowing exactly what I wanted my husband. No. That all came with the journey. Um okay. right off the bat. Um, I just knew that I wanted someone who I can evolve with. That was important. Someone who is mm-hmm. spiritual, someone I can just depend on. And like Corey said, I wanted someone who was loyal. Loyalty is my biggest, my biggest thing. You know, um, yeah. I've witnessed people um, go through heartache, heartbreak, like mm-hmm. you know, from the other person, and I didn't want to experience that. So that was yeah. my main going in at twenty one <laughs> was. <laughs> Just don't break my heart. You got somebody messing with one of your family members, like that shit is different. Or one of your closest friends. Oh my god. That loyalty to avoid all you gotta you gotta be more loyal to your partner than just be compatible. Because I can be um, um, infatuated with one person. At a certain moment, but then be infatuated with another person at a certain moment. But now, the first one I was real passionate about mm-hmm. is her because now I'm passionate with somebody else. But if you, so I, I think you, that's interesting. Um, I think for me, I can say I wasn't too young when I met my wife. Like, you know, I'm around the same age range. Um, well, I just turned 34 in June, but it's like when I met. Our, uh, my wife, we were, I was 25. She was 23-ish. And we dated for a good long while, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we had some years in that dating. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> some years in that dating before we decided to, like, you know, jump over the, the broom. Like, we, you know, we're talking about five, six years, right? Of the talking slash fully exclusive dating stage, five, five, six years um, before we decided to get married. And one of the things that we did during our marriage counseling, which kind of helped me come to terms with, you know, coining it yoke ship was our counselor asked us to do an expectation list. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, of course, you know, for me, I was like, man, you know, I don't got no expectations. Whatever brings us love, it's going to bring us love. We're going to be good to go. And then honestly, writing the expectation list was big for me, right? Because I think as, as humans, we, we, we grow and we evolve always. 
but we core principles for us stay, right? There, there's always going to be core principles. So one of the core principles I heard for both you and Corey was loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. Lo- loyalty is, you know, part of you guys' core principles. Right. So that's, for me, bro, huh? that's not an expectation of somebody. You, no, so, so, no. so what I'm saying, I didn't say it's not, a, I didn't say it was a necessary expectation, but what uh-huh. expectations can help you do is find your core principles, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think I think one of the things is you expect whoever you're going to be with to be there for you. That's an expectation of right. loyalty, right? Right. It's not mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen, but because you've been able to go through thick and thin with somebody, you you just kind of know what it is. It's kind of like trust. You can't earn trust. Trust is given. Like so, I mean, it's one of those things that just happen. But you can expect it with the person you decide to spend the rest of your life with. Now, I was saying for us, you know, I always go back and you heard me say it before that one of the big things for me was the divorce rate and why were people getting divorced, right? If you were to put the list out there, you're talking about infidelity, communication, irreconcilable differences, uh, finances, like those are things why people were getting divorced and why you just could not make a marriage work. So writing down the expectations of the, 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 the way we wanted to live was important for me. Um, sexual contact was important for me. Writing down expectations of how we are going to communicate was important for me, right? And mm-hmm. so I was able to take and look at a lot of the things um, for me and with being with this person and say, hey, you know, here's my list. Here's your list. Where do we match? Where do we not match, right? And so that's why I said for me, you know, I'm kind of a component of making a merger, like having that business plan, putting it together and saying, hey, you know, checkpoint, checkpoint, cross the line, checkpoint. And we definitely matched on a lot, right? In a sense of how we wanted to live was important for me. So like, for both of you, you're both entrepreneurs. So could you imagine having a spouse that cared about spending more time? Like, I, I would have put that in perspective as, as two mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So like, so for instance, right? When you're an entrepreneur, there's times which you're busy, right? Yeah. Or there's times when you're busy, right? Absolutely. Could you imagine if those busy times became the downer for your relationship? It I'm saying, I'm saying, right? So we're yeah. sitting here, we're talking, and, and, and the thing about all of us is that we're not just focused on one part, right? We mm-hmm. have multiple businesses, we have multiple things that we want to do. I mean, the podcast name is We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together because every goal you reach got to be another damn goal. Well, like, you going. can't never enough. And so, and so, and so the process, and so the process as, as, as we look at it is, are we connecting with people which we know we're going to be able to have core values with that can take us through a marriage? And so I thought for me, that was really important. So I think for me, one thing was how, how, how do we want to live financially, right? Yeah. Are, are, we, are we okay with $120,000 a year for the rest of our lives? Like, you know what I mean? Some people are cool with that. Some people are cool with that three bed, two bath somewhere out in the suburbs, you know, one car life. Some people are cool with that. 
But could you imagine if you're cool with that? But then she's like, look, man, I don't want this. I, I, I want a skyrise apartment in the middle of the city with three cars. Like most like, women do. Like, huh? most women, like most women do. Hey, hey, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you have the two people that are coming to a position where, you know, that real chill life and you want more quality time, more experience, more like picnics on the lawn versus saying, hey, I want to take trips to Paris, Amsterdam, France, Africa. Like, you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. two different concepts, right? And you have people that will get together and not realize that you're on different ends of the spectrum. Right. And so to me saying as a young person or, you know, we're young and we've been in relationships for a while, what advice, you know, due to Yorkshire, would you give a, another young man, Corey, that's coming up to marry a woman? Don't marry. What advice? Because I, I, I think that's important, like, because when, when, when we look at it, you know, we, we say that we've been with our partners for a while, but, you know, the guy was kind of young. So what I was looking for was this. But now that I've had time to be inside of it, how would you advise other people? And I'm going to start with Corey. Um, and I want you to focus on other young men. Uh, how would you tell them to go about picking their spouse, man? Like, don't, marry, don't marry too soon. For one, um, know yourself first. Okay. Stuff is, if you... Like, let's be honest. If you marry at the age of 21, you don't fully know yourself. As a young man, we don't fully develop damn near until we're 25. So how can you say you know yourself if you haven't even reached the age of maturity that you should be at, for one? So know yourself. Um, the things that you need to have before you even enter a relationship. Job, a car, and your own place. How can you call yourself a man or be in the position of a man if you're not even taking care of yourself, your mother or your father's still taking care of Just be ready to take care or work with somebody else, but you have to have your shit together first. Be honest with you. That's my opinion. Okay. Moela, what would you tell a young lady um, as she's headed into figuring out how to, how to pick out that, 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 that spouse, that, that man for her? <laughs> Well, um, just to go off what Corey said, I think it's important um, for that man to be able to be stable on his own and take care of himself. No frat houses, no no hanging with the boys, sleeping with the like sleeping in the same house with the guys. Like you need your own, you know what I mean? Because that brings responsibility, and I think it's going to allow that woman to see how he can really take care of her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And her family. Not saying that she's with him just to be taken care of, but. You both are taking care of each other. You know what I mean? And that's very important. Not only that. Um, wrap it up, too. My bad. Huh? I, I was saying wrap it up, too. But my bad. I'm listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> what are the words? Anyway. Wrap it up. But no, um, for real, though, I think letting go of the expectations for real, because you will be disappointed in the end. No one lives up to our expectations. Mm. Our expectations are our own list of what we want. It's our own selves and not the other person. Their expectations are different. So take away the expectations. Mm. Boom. Happy Corey. I'm done. Hey, dog. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying <laughs> to wrap it up. Like, stop having babies so soon. Uh -huh. 
I want you oh, to tell I agree. You to I agree. You to I agree. Oh, no. Tell him, tell him up. Now, hold on. I mean, so <laughs> I definitely agree with, 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 with both of you. But I think for me, my, my steps, like I said, I don't know how to remove the process of of business from, from a marriage, right? So <clears throat> both of you guys made a great decision, right? Or a great point. Think about how you should be, you know, available to take care of yourselves. Right. You each mentioned that the man should be able to live on his own. I also think a woman should too. Absolutely. I think, I think, I think, I think that there's a process where each person being able to, to get that view of what life could be for each of them on their own makes it better for what you can have together, right? And so I think some of the processes of what I talked about, where I like to talk about expectation is where each of you said, making sure somebody would be financially okay on their own first before they got with somebody else, right? Absolutely. To me, that equates to an expectation, right? When it comes down to who you're going to be with, right? So you expect to be in a position where you know that you can be okay, if that makes sense. Hey, you know, I know regardless of what happens, we, you know, I lose my job and Corey might lose his job, but he going to go work six odd jobs. You know what I'm saying? To make mm -hmm. sure we're going to be able to make ends meet, which is important. But I think that one of the things for me that I, I like talking about is when you're when you're choosing a spouse, how, how deep can you go into what it is that you want out of life, right? That person has to be aligned with your selfish goal, if that makes sense. Okay, now hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I mean, oh, go ahead, Court. I'm sorry. My, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, you said. Um, that's the expectation for a person to be able to take care of themselves. It you is. know, I, I don't feel like that's the expectation. You should be an adult before you enter a relationship. The reason why is because there's too many variables. That's not an expectation. That is a fact. Before you enter a relationship, you should be an adult because too many variables. You can become a parent too fucking soon. So that's not an expectation. That's, hey, this is what you should it's do. It's an expectation because of reality. You do. It is an expectation because of reality, right? Yo, no. yes, yes. We can probably both say we know people that have been married who weren't particularly prepared to take care of another person. Mm -hmm. We And we're not even talking about a child. Yeah. <laughs> So what I am telling you, what I am telling you is there are so many people by adult age and standard, right, that get married regardless, you know, and, I, and that's why you heard me bring up this, the statistics of divorce, right? So 55% of the adult population cannot maintain a marriage, yes or no? Question, who are divorcing? Who's the one that's... Hold on, hold on, hold on. 50%, yo, what happened to the man? It's okay, there you go. I was going to say, 50% of the adult population cannot stay married. Now, do not get me wrong, Corey. I'm not saying that maybe 85% of the 55% are women divorcing men, kind of, that's what you were going to. Yeah. But why? Why are they divorcing men? 
because finances. Okay, like, come out. Stop. Stop. 50%. Don't say nothing else. Don't say nothing else. Don't say nothing else. Don't say nothing else. Right there. Right there. You prove my point. It is an expectation for 85% of those 55% of people that get divorced that their man can take care of them financially. That is an expectation. But that, but that is crazy because why does my value equals money? Why does the value of a man equals the value of money? If I don't have the money, then I, I'm, not, I'm not the one for you. But I'm the one. And again, that brings back care. yoke shit. But that's back the education society has put on men. And that's why yeah. I say, yeah. Patience. So you bring it back to my point. Look, so society has put the expectation on men, right? But I will say this. I will say this. If these women knew that they were getting in a relationship with a man that was okay with $50,000 a year, $40,000 a year, you see what I'm saying? $65,000 a year. Is she divorcing him later based on the fact that he's not making $120,000, $200,000, $300,000 a year? Because only 10% of the population really makes six figures. Yeah. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, the question yet comes again. When I'm marrying, I need to know as a woman what you expect from me. Because I'm not going to put myself in a situation to marry a woman knowing that I want to go be a high school teacher. Yeah. If I know that my end-all, be-all goal is going to be that high school science teacher, I will never make enough to satisfy you. Does that make sense? That makes sense. It's valid. It's valid. So, so my point of saying yoke shit, right, mm -hmm. is that you need to know if you guys are both financially in the same place mentally. Meaning, yo, I'm cool with you making the money. So, like, for some women, you might have a woman that said, yo, I want a man to be this type of man. And you might be the type of man that's going to be that type of man, right? So you say, hey, I want to have multiple businesses. I want to have multiple streams of income. I'm not satisfied in driving a Toyota Corolla. I like driving muscle cars. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to make what it takes to be that type of man. So you need to be left alone by all of the women to be able to deal with women that are looking for men like that. Just like you might have a woman like my Layla, where she's going to be getting it for herself, right? She's mm -hmm. got multiple businesses. She, she, she has what she's doing. Now, it doesn't mean that she don't want her man to be making money, but at the end of the day, she's probably going to be like, yo, if you want to be that high school teacher and I know that you consistently bring in that 80K a year, we good, right? Because I'm fit to go get what I'm fitting to do. So she's okay with being with a man like that because she's a builder. You have two different type of people. You have movers and you have builders, right? You have two mm -hmm. different type of people, mover and builders. When you have a mover, get with the builder, and that builder doesn't want a mover, it's not going to work. Right, it's not. That mover gets with a mover, but she wants a builder. It's not going to work. It's not gonna so work. at some point, yoke ship plays a um, important role for the population understanding who you're marrying. It doesn't mean that it's the end-all, be-all, but you guys have to have some form of yokeship to be married. So I, to sustain a marriage. 
So, so I didn't disagree with you on the yoke ship. The only thing I disagreed was the expectations. That was my only thing. But but you can't have it without expectations, Corey. You can't have yoke ship without expectations. Because I don't see how. Okay, so perfect example. Let's say I go to a bar. I meet a young mm-hmm. lady. Hypothetically, hypothetically. I'm listening. I meet a young lady. We sit down. We have. We know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we have. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> so we have conversations. We sit there. We we hit it off. Then I get a number. A couple of days mm-hmm. later, meet up. We actually sitting down. We're talking. We figure out. Oh damn, we both like anime. We figure out. Oh damn, we both like in the gym. These are natural things that we have in common. It's not that, that I have an expectation for her. I see that this is what she likes to do for herself. So since she likes to do this for herself, and I like to do it, that makes it where the equally yoke come in. But me expecting you to be like, oh damn. You got to like Jim. You got to like this. You got to like that. Nah. So, that, so, so yet again, me. yet again, I, I don't disagree because I think that everybody goes through that process, right? Don't everybody, expect- you're not going to get to the point of I like you, you like me, if you ain't got through the, the, the feather bullshit, right? That's feathery bullshit. Y'all both like anime? Cool. Mm-hmm. But the minute you can't pay her bill, I mean, not saying at the restaurant, but we talk about being together and rate due on the first. But you talk about, I ain't got it, baby. Question. All that anime, Question. I love anime out Question. the window. Question. Were you able to pay your bill before I got there? Yes. How are you able to pay it? Your job, right? Okay. Who? Do we live together? <laughs> no. So, I'm asking you for my rent. No, no, no. See, the thing is, I'm not saying I'm not saying that she got to pay your rent, right? I'm talking about I'm talking about after the whole fluff and y'all get together, you're living together. You know, you guys went from going to yo. Okay, I put in perspective. I'm gonna tell you how much I paid for rent when I lived on my own. All right, put up mm-hmm. there. I paid five hundred eighty-two dollars. Okay, that's lovely. That's lovely as fuck. That's lovely, right? But I don't mind living in the studio apartment in the hood. You feel me? But the minute I got with my wife, we moved to Petri Gardens. That 582 went out the window, bro. What you mean? What you mean, dog? You not in the hood right now. I know that for a fact. Hey, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, you, you was able to pay your bills. I was able to pay my bills. Like, I mean, the point, the point of the concept is, right, is that when two people come together, it's it doesn't mean that you guys both won't move back to the hood and live somewhere financially responsible, you know, 30% below your means so you can create wealth and do all that great stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have that concept immediately going into a marriage. So, so my point is saying yet again, when it comes down to levels of expectations, we, we as men and women, we, we don't really talk about it. Because to me, it's very important. Expectations are. So you're, you're 100% correct. If, you, if she could pay her bills and you could have paid your bills beforehand, that means whatever place y'all should have got, y'all should have been able to afford together, right? Absolutely. But that is not always the consummate decision that people make. People Absolutely. will live, 
you know, have living expenses at 60% of their, of their natural income, which is insane. Like, you know what I mean? You got to keep that at a percentage and people are sometimes unwilling to put themselves in different situations. So having some of those, those parts right now, you talked about being in common. How, 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 how important for you um, is, is communication, Manuela, especially as a female, that communication part, right? How, how important is you to have the tough conversations? Well, how, how do you react when you guys are going to have a, a fight or a snafu? So, yet again, talk, talk to me about that. How, how important is that for you? Um, wait, repeat the question. How important is the communication aspect for you oh, when it comes to the relationship? Communicating, communication is very, very important. I'm speaking from female. Mm-hmm. Men don't like having conversations. They don't like the heavy talk. Oh, I don't know, you know about that. I don't know about lots that. Lots of men. Now listen, with <laughs> lots of men, we when it comes to men, it depends on the time of day, how they're feeling, this and that. Men hey, do not like to have work. heavy conversations. You know what I mean? They come from work. Gotta, they don't want to hear about certain things. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Conversations have to be had. And women, there are some women who don't know how to communicate, but they try to communicate. There's a difference. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um. I am one, I for one like to communicate the heavy things. Like if there's something bothering me, if there's something that's mm-hmm. not going to work um, out as far as our living arrangements or finances, I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I tend to foresee things before it happens. Let's handle it now before it gets to that point. That's how I am. So um, you're like, we all, we, we heading down the path. We so we, we need to talk about it right now. I ain't no other now. Reason. We ain't going to wait two or three hours. We need to talk about it now. <laughs> like for real because yeah, man. yeah because the reason I'm that way is because I've been through a lot in the past mm-hmm. and I know things tend to repeat itself when we sit in a certain you know we tend to go down the same path again not realizing it with our eyes closed Yeah, I tend to keep my eyes open and see okay I notice a trend let me stop it right now before it goes again and communicating that is important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to be honest that a lot of men don't like to have the conversation it depends on the guy like if the guy if the guy's main focus is the finances, then he's going to want to talk about it. But if the woman's in a position where she's making sure the household is good, why they're handling the other part, mm-hmm. they're not going to want to hear it. They want to have her handle it. And okay. That's okay. What, you know what I mean? Go ahead, Corey. Questions. When has it ever been anything good when a woman says, hey, we need to talk? Oh, shit. Never. <laughs> Corey, that's exactly what I was just saying. This is what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't want to have the heavy conversation. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you on <laughs> sweet, put Bay at the beginning or end of it. Hey, babe, um, we need to have a talk. I'm not going to. But the thing is, it does never feel good when you hear that. It does never feel good. Like, yo, <laughs> even, even, even when Ariel texts me that shit, like, I be looking at it like, what you mean we, we need to talk? Like, I, you know I'm on my way home. You fit to see me like, what's up? And then so it, do, it does feel 80%, weird. 90% of the time when a woman says, hey, we need to talk, is usually 90% of her talking and 10% of her fucking listening. And 90% of him listening and 10% of him talking. So it's never a conversation when a woman says, hey, babe, we need to talk. Because you got to get something from off of your chest because you feel a certain type of way. 
It's like me walking in the house saying, hey, the, um, the kids being bad or they then disrespecting me, what you going to do about it? The fuck they disrespect me? Why you ain't whoop their ass? I was in Because work. that's your job, of course. That's both of our jobs. <laughs> both of our jobs is to discipline our child or children. The reason so, is I don't want them to disrespect you when I'm gone, and they're not going to disrespect me when you're gone. <clears throat> I think I think it's funny, right? I'm I'm about to interject real quick. Um, so I have I have a question, but I don't want y'all to expand. It's a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Did you and your wife Corey talk about how you guys would communicate dealing with conflict or not before the marriage? Let me think real quick. Come back to me. Okay. Manuela, did you guys talk about how you would deal with conflict and communication before your marriage? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yet again, so this is going to bring me to part two of the auction. Yes, communication, yes, yes. Communication should be talked about before marriage. Meaning, how do you plan to communicate, right? So, for instance... I'm a confrontational type of person, right? So when she was like, some people don't like to talk about it. That's not me. I'm ready, willing. Right now, we fit to do this right now. Like, you ready? That's me. But for my wife, she has to think so that she can say it properly. Because if not, it's going to be a bunch of expletives and this and that, right? So us being able to have a, a conversation, we made a rule where... If I bring something to her, she has 24 hours to figure out how she's ready to communicate about it, right? And within those 24 hours, I have to be willing to get up and listen, right? Mm-hmm. I can tell you the only time it had really been a bad thing is one night, it was 3 a.m. I had to be up at 5. She couldn't sleep because she was figuring out how she wanted to deal with the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But at 3 a.m., she woke me up out my sleep, which was tough, right? That's a tough place to be, to be woken up out your sleep to have a conversation. But knowing, but, knowing, but knowing that she knew she had our 24 hours, she had to then come to grips with having the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So I woke up, got together, we, we had the conversation. So one of the things for us was figuring out how could we have a communication style. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have communication breakdowns, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a core level of how you're going to fight, right? There's a core level of how you're going to deal with conflict. There's a core level of how you're going to be able to communicate when things aren't, or things are bothering you, regardless of what they are. Because things bother us even when everything else is good. Let's say, like, we've talked about this before. Let's say if something is bothering you sexually, that's a hard conversation to have, mm-hmm. right? That's a hard conversation. I don't care what nobody says. That's a hard conversation to have. That's a hard conversation to have. When, when, when you feel like you're struggling financially, but you put yourself on a pedestal or you put yourself in a certain place, that's a hard conversation to have. So people will allow things to fester for long periods of time based on not knowing how to communicate or being in bad communicate bad communicative situations with who they're with. So I think one of the things for me that I want to expect in a marriage is 
that we can communicate. I think that's an expectation. So I'm gonna I, I keep going back to expectation, Corey. My bad, bro. But you know me. I'm just saying that's the expectation, right? You you have mm-hmm. to be able to communicate because shit ain't always gonna just work out. Absolutely. You, you gotta be able to have that communication process. And I think a lot of that lies on communication. I think 98% of why relationships don't work is because we don't rely on communication. Absolutely. But what really put a hindrance on my relationship communicate as well as you or to communicate or want to communicate. The reason why is if I know that whatever you about to say out your mouth has something to do with I didn't do right or something. <laughs> the fuck? I'm not going to say nothing. No problem. I'll fix it. There's no argument. There's no going, going back and forth. Whatever you say I did wrong, I'll fix it. No problem. See, so better than me. I, I got issues. It, you say I ain't do something, I might bring up something you ain't do. The <laughs> whole thing is, I ain't got time for all that. I don't want to talk that much to you about that. <laughs> About a situation like that, because uh, I know it's turn into an argument. I'm gonna say shit you're not doing. You're gonna say shit I'm not doing. Now we both mad for the next 24 to 48. It takes two people to argue. It takes two people. Not so, okay, okay, This is my thing. This is what I told my husband. I'm dead serious. If I bring up something to you, it's your reaction that made me react back to you. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, dead serious. So if I say this happened and you go off like we can talk about this and that. no, but I just told you something happened, right? So the way we respond to each other goes along with communication. If you uh, want to have an argument, we gotta watch the way we respond to each other, period. That's, that's my thing. So you don't realize that it's it's more than just communication, it's how you communicate. But I don't okay, so most women understand how they come men. The reason why Saying that is because if I'm chilling or whatever and you come at me a certain way, I'm not going to respond to you in a pleasant way. Either I'm ignore you, you have to repeat yourself, mm-hmm. or it's going to be, all right, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to hear or to be in an open dialogue for you to want to communicate with me. Right. That's true. So I think both of y'all are, 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 are tapping on something really interesting, right? And Everybody grows up with different communication styles. Yes or no? Yeah. I think that part of understanding communication is understanding your partner's communication style, right? Mm-hmm. So having that as a conversation, yet again, before understanding who I want to be with matters, right? I mean, it's, it's one thing to say, hey, can you really work on this, right? And then that person is like, yes, and they never do because they told you they did, they would. But there's mm-hmm. there's sometimes that you know for me is I will continue to be in a, a in the moment type of guy if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. she has to understand that if you want me to wait till you're in your best mood to have a conversation, or you want me to wait, you know, until you feel like it's okay now to have a conversation. If I ruffled your feathers a couple of days before. Like, that is not who I am. So those would have been some things that I would not have been willing to really, I guess, budge on going forward. Now, I might say my piece and be able to get off my chest. And then knowing that in 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever you guys come up with, 
to be able to have a full-blown conversation so it's not an argument and you're able to deal with the whatever the issue at hand is, I'm okay with that. But in that moment, what I'm not okay with is not knowing that I can say my piece. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think for me, knowing that I'm already confrontational, that me saying, hey, you know, baby, right now, I don't like this or this went down and this isn't for us right now or da, 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 or if it's about finances, Hey, you know, this month we gotta, we gotta cut back a little bit on this and a little bit on that. Right. Or whatever those conversations may be, or even the hard conversations where it's like, Hey, you know, I thought we would have this or have that and we don't right now. So I know you're fitting to be disappointed, but I can't wait until it's time for you to go ask for this or ask for that. But you got to be able to have the conversation at the time. If you're upset with me and you can't speak about it right now, so be it, you know, we got 24 hours. I'll be available whenever you need me. I'll stop and drop whatever I'm doing so that we can, you know, have the conversation. Those are markers which people can create, which help communication process going forward. And, you know, because we communication breakdown is going to happen regardless, even if you have expectations, right? There's going to be times as you're pissed off, you're upset, you know, arguments will occur, fighting will occur. Like, I don't think that you can be like, that's never going to happen. But how you react to those situations, those stressors are going to be interesting. So I think where, 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 where we are right now is going to be kind of where the place where I talk a little bit about um, Yolkship and what are my three pillars of Yolkship. All right. So, oh, but I do want to give to people who are in a relationship or, or marriage or whatever, when you um, when you're about to have an argument or you're discussing and you're going back and forth, one thing that me and my wife do, we repeat what the other person said to us a week so we can let that person know we heard and understand what they're saying. So if I like wife, that. I yeah, like so, that. If my wife says, hey, I don't like the way that you took the trash out. I understand, babe. I know you don't like the way I took the trash out. I'll try to take it out this way. So that lets you know I heard mm-hmm. it. Hey, exactly what you said. Yeah, most definitely. Try that out. It might work for y'all. Hey, I like that, though. See? Right there. Communicative expectations <laughs> of repeating. See, I love Corey because Corey always ends up coming to my place but not knowing he's where I need him to be. Whatever. <laughs> not an expectation. <laughs> but look, he got an expectation if he mentions something, his wife will mention it back to make sure that he understood that she heard him. You feel me? Well, well no, it's not an expectation because I figured when people argue, line of respect gets too blurred. So... Even with me yelling at you or you yelling at me. Or you might say, nigga, shut the fuck up. Hold on, you don't talk to me that way. And I don't talk to you that yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have, so when people argue, argue, the line of respect just get too blurred. And to avoid that, let's try it this way. I'm not expecting you to do it that way. Because if you don't, I'm going to... Say right. it's an expectation, Corey. Say it's, it's an expectation, a- brother. You out here giving great advice. It's an expectation that you guys don't get to the point where you calling each other out of names and whatnot. Because sometimes, you know, there ain't no coming back from that for people. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, you, a level of respect has to be given. But I think that you'll find that level of respect going forward in the humanality part of Yolkship 
basically, as I was saying before, we're going to jump into the three pillars for me. One is financial, right? Are you like-minded financially for whatever those goals are? Meaning if you're going to be the breadwinner and you're going to have somebody that should take, take care of the house and the home, or you're going to have two people that are going to be workers, right? Mm -hmm. You literally have to be like-minded in those goals for what you guys got going. Um, communication, that's non-negotiable. People have to be able to know what communication style you are and what communication styles that you need, if that makes sense. Because what that does is it helps to, to release a lot of stress in the breakdown and barriers that most people have due to communication. And then third is sexually. You've got to be on the same page sexually. I can't um, expect to be on that same. I can't expect for her to be on the same page sexually because I might be way more experienced than her. And I gotta tell you, okay. So, so, so what? So, what I mean by that is this, right? You might, you might say that you, 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 you can't expect her to be on the same level as you sexually, right? Mm -hmm. But what I mean by the same page as sexually is. It's intimate contact, right? Mm -hmm. So your woman may need three to four times a week of having an intimate contact. It doesn't mean that you wear band, thank you, man, three, four times a week. But even if it's just holding her for 10 minutes in an intimate setting, right? Or is this you and her, the kids are away to sleep. You know you got work, but you got 10 minutes before you get into that room and start working. Let's, let's get her. be able to hold her and embrace her. So... My let's point is saying, I'm sexual, huh? I said, let's give it a, real, a realistic time. It's oh, never this thirty or more. You gotta hold her. Well, not nah, it depends though, right? So, like, so I think I think one of the things for me is I can speak about me, Ariel. Like, if she knows I'm about to work late that night, right? Mm -hmm. I might hold her till she falls asleep. So that might be literally. 10, 15 minutes and I'm out and I'm and I'm to work for the next two, three hours before I go to bed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the part of the process. Meaning it doesn't mean that you gotta have sex constantly. So I mean, when I originally first heard the explanation list, it was like how how long or how many times a week do you expect for you and your partner to be intimate? And he meant like, you know, physically, right? Mm -hmm. I was like five when we about to get married. My wife was like three. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> three, five, three. She's like, five times ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna be real with you, right? And then I was like, but three times a little too less for me. Like, you know what I mean? Well, we about to have four times of intimate contact within a week. So it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm having sex four times a week. It doesn't mean that she's having sex four times a week. The intimate could be anything. It could be coming home and just pleasing your woman and she ain't gotta do shit for you. Or vice versa, whatever it may be. But having that level to know that intimacy is very important. Mm. Like, not being intimate for more than a week inside of a relationship can be detrimental to whatever you have built. I mean, break down the communication, ah. break down the. Of... <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about what she on her period. Oh, no, 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 see, I wasn't even about to say that. See, boom, you brought it to another right. point. <laughs> Not, but, but, but see, see, the reason why I was saying, even if you do wait a week, it uh, makes the intimacy that y'all do have so much more spiritual or co or connected. Because then you, 
damn, I've been, I, I been waiting to get this off. I've been waiting to hold true. you, hug you, kiss you, fuck true. the whole Hold night. on, hold on. So are you telling me that y'all go weeks or a week without <laughs> hugging, kissing, or holding your spouse? So oh, you a question, though. I, no, that's a real question. Do you guys go, and I, I don't mean that you got to get it every we, week, but what I'm saying is, are y'all going a full week without like a long embrace or 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 some type of 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 intimate embracing for a full week? Yeah, for 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 a full week, I can do it most definitely. I'll go for a full week without. I mean, I might hug you, kiss you, say I love you, but uh, that's an intimate embrace, though, Corey. It's but but it's it's not a fully one. So a peck on the lips is not the same thing as if you passionately kiss a woman. That's more. No, I'm not saying that, but but what I'm saying is, yo, if she don't give you no physical contact, bro, at all for a full week, you're not gonna be like, "What the fuck is up?" I mean, well, yeah, that most definitely. I did, like, I know I'm not tripping. So, and I so, but but you, I'm saying it as in a sexual manner to create. So, intimacy is not just sex, right? But that's why I said. So I think I think I think I think where and the reason why instead of using full sexual contact, I use the word intimate moments like holding your spouse or whatever, or a long embrace or a hug or something like that, because those are measures that make you feel the love within a relationship. Right. If mm -hmm. not, you are correct, Corey, you are fully in a business agreement. <laughs> if that's the case, right? Corey ain't about the business agreement. But for me, the reason why I'm not ever going to be the fully business agreement because I need the third part, right? right? I need to know that my long hours matter, right? And I need to know because I'm I'm richer without you. People don't realize that either. Valid. You got to realize that's time. That's time you can't get back. You got to put that in perspective. And time is money. Does that make sense to everybody? Like, I don't mean to say it in a bad way, but it's, no, one, of those things, it's one of those things where you realize as an entrepreneur, having time for who you're with is important to your relationship, mm -hmm. but not always as important to the business person than you, right? Mm -hmm. And so understanding those facts, I need that. I need to know that the work that I put in that's going to benefit not just me, but benefit you and benefit our family and our household matters. And but intimate emotions, uh, emotions help. Go ahead. So you do have people who are truckers, military yeah. people, people who fly across the world, flight attendants, flyers, all of them. They might not see their spouse from anywhere from a week to six months. Now, no, I understand that. Yeah. So they won't touch each other, have any sexual or physical contact. But once they do, it's so much more passionate that it's well, like, that sexting is real, buddy. I'm telling you now, that sexting is real. You better <laughs> stop it. You better stop it. You know, the them, them, them mother, them, you, you know what they out there doing, singing Sammy on the phone, kiss me through the phone, fall asleep on the phone, doing all that different stuff. So I'm not I'm not negating it, right? And that and that and that's a part of responsibility. If you're a trucker to make money for your family and you know that you gotta be gone for, for three weeks, dog, when you get home, <laughs> when you get home, but you can't so you can't use that 
because that's like that's like that's like that's like trying to that's like trying to punch a gift horse in the mouth, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like I didn't want I didn't want to exclude them because technically you can't we exclude it. You can't exclude it because at the part it is part of being that being that being that adult, right? If, Absolutely. If, if, if I took a job where I need to be gone for for six months, like you were if you were in the military. It's understandable. Like those, are, there's a reason why military people have so many fucking kids. I got a whole valid question, but it's off topic and it's different. Most they got kids because if they get whole, it's going. To, now, if you fit to talk about the agreement, I wouldn't say agreement, but I'm like, how would you feel if your spouse gone or you're gone for six months in a whole nother country? Are they? I would, I would say, I, I would say, I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. And, and I would say it, it would depend on those two communication levels. And if they want to be able to step out or not, because if they not agree, they can do what they please. So, Manuela, as a female, would you be disappointed if your spouse was gone for six months to a year and had some type of relational contact with another woman in a whole other country that you, you <laughs> no, your relationship would be over he, he never had sex with her six months to a year he never had sex with her doesn't matter because it'll make me wonder it'll make me wonder was there anything else what else happened while yeah. you were on this six month to a year tour or whatever okay, hold on so 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 <laughs> all right okay so are you saying that her husband would have developed a like emotional connection with another woman? Well, I wouldn't say a emotional connection. I wouldn't say that to me. That's worse. To me, that's, that's worse. worse. That's very worse. Yeah, that's way say, worse. Like if you out there calling this other woman before your wife, baby, I got, I got a whole promotion. The whole platoon <laughs> squad know. If shorty know out there, oh, I'm messing with you. She speaking different languages to you, and the white don't know <laughs> shit. <laughs> I wouldn't say over, but the fact that is you're communicating with another woman visa text or just hey y'all work on the same base so y'all got y'all talk a lot y'all chill a lot y'all. But I, I think that's different though, right? Y'all like, deal with a lot of hard things a lot. Yes, yeah, she do deal with a lot of hard things a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I I think I think that, that that's an interesting topic, but I mean I do think the expand on that topic could be a, de a definitely uh, a nice little Patreon topic because you know to me like honestly if you're gone for six months to a year, how long how long are you stay at home? Are you home for the next half a year or is it like two weeks home? Like to me that matters because if you've gone that much, bro, like okay, perfect example. You gotta be able to say you can at least get your rocks off every blue moon. So, 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 look, perfect example. I got an uncle. Um, he's an executive chef. So he flies in and out to Dubai. He got like five other you know, women. Basically. Don't lie. Let me not say that loud. Sorry, uncle. I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. That's not uh, what he told me. But he flies to Dubai. He cooks out there or he flies to Iraq and he cooks on a base for the army or different people, or whatever. So he might be gone for like eight to nine months, be home for about a month or two, and then be married, bro. I wouldn't even get married. Like I feel like I feel like if that was my gig, I I wouldn't be married. But but guess what though? He make tag so so his his wife, she got a built house in Noonan. 
She, Ooh, bro. Financially, like she probably got a pool boy too. Wait, like she she has everything. <laughs> she probably got a pool boy and everything, my dude. He going like, hey, nah, bro. That, uh, I'm not married. What you mean? You're not married. You say yes. Hey, look. Can, I'm gonna be a with you. Can I go with you? <laughs> can, is she, can she travel with him? Right. Can she travel you, with him? No, nah, she can't travel with him. She got five. Oh, kids. nah, nah. It can't be married. I ain't married, bro. Five kids. You said what? I said he's one and he has five kids with her. From the same woman, right? Same woman, yeah. So, so, every, time, so every time they get home, he, 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 he get her pregnant. So, <laughs> damn near five years straight. <laughs> every time he came home, got pregnant. He but that's the thing that I'm saying, though, like... So, like, remember early, I was like, oh, military people be having mad kids. Because when you, because when you deploy, bro, when you come back, it'd be like, yeah. But, but, but the thing is, six months. You know, but the thing is, he's not in the military. He does contracts for out of state. Bro, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same concept, though, right? If, if, if he's contracting in Dubai for a month and a half, right? You don't see a woman for a month and a half, right? You, I mean, your, your hand only takes you so much. The pocket pussy only takes you so much, right? Most you you not you not you not getting a warm gooey love Look, you feel me time, like time that's a different ball you got, game. You got about sixty days with your right hand and sixty days with your left. Nah, so, fuck out of here. One of days, uh, twenty days. <laughs> oh my god, we are not twelve. Come on, Corey. anymore. <laughs> this is not twelve to fifteen anymore. And he got five kids, so he done already tasted that 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 the milk of life out there, but. You know, you can't you can't go back, bro. You can't Man, go you back. Man, you put your uncle under the bus for this one. <laughs> I know, bro. He ain't sleep with another woman. He ain't touching another woman. I'm just stating that. You're not your uncle. You can't answer for him. Right. Almost definitely. Me and him had multiple conversations and I didn't ask. Like, hey, you- hey, hey, hey. I, I know as many as many conversations you had, I wouldn't tell you either. I would. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. He is a solid dude, most definitely. Plus, he's antisocial, so I can see him not touching a, a, another woman. Bro, he's a chef. Has so many so, kids. Look, uh, you all it do is take this one rich woman to come back. Like, I just want to meet her chef. I, I just want to meet him. Just gotta feed me. That's why I told my husband, "You can feed me, or you good." <laughs> look, 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 look. All I'm saying is, I agree. If you do not have an agreement for if you travel in the world, don't do nothing. But you got a lot of couples that do do that that have agreements. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are satisfied <laughs> until that other person gets back. So, I mean, you know, however you want to push it, slice it, be it, you right. know, whatever you guys communicate is best for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're on that sister-wide love and polygamy and all that other stuff. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is at the end of the day, other people are always still going to have to communicate those three parts for me to consider having a great marriage, right? So yet again, yoke ship for me, guys, is going to be financial, communication and sexual uh contact those three things need to be aligned and i feel like any couple can make it regardless of how much you have in common 
and uh, you'll be able to really make it from there. What what are you guys ending thoughts on that? Oh, well, now I just hold on. Give give me a second before we end the thoughts on that one. Manuela, question What is all the duties of a wife? If you you don't mind explaining the duties of a wife? Mm hmm. Well, in my house, it's to be by her side, no matter what. Okay. His backbone. That, that's the duties. <laughs> like, okay, time out. I'm going to ask a question. So, hold on. Do you think, like, the bigger uh-huh. you get, that changes? Say it again? Do, do you feel like the bigger you become in business, do you think that changes? Oh, yeah. So. You have to be able to accommodate. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I, I think I think that's going to be important because, I mean. Your 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 light going eventually shine real bright in, in some in some spaces. Like she, I'm telling y'all, don't don't try to don't try to go persuade her to leave a man like that. But she's she gonna be worth some coin, people. She gonna be worth some coin, coin. So the reason I ask is because um, everybody has this gender role, even if you're Oakley, even if you're what's the word again. Equally yoked, everybody has it. Nah, yoke shit. We don't, we don't use equally I mean, yoked no more. Yoke, yoke shit. You got that yoke shit. You got that yoke shit. Most definitely, most definitely. So a lot of people has expectations if you have yoke shit in your general. So like, best way I can explain it is, even though you're a man and you're a woman, okay, my expectation for a man is to, hey, you got to take a trash out. You the one that got to cut the yard. You're the one that got to do certain things you wouldn't expect for a woman to, to do. So, is there still a certain gender role jobs? Or is there you know what? We equal. You can cut the yard. I take the That's a whole other podcast, my dude. I'm going to tell you why. 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 With that question, you're literally asking for women to answer are they modern or, or traditional, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole concept within itself. I mean, I think I know what the answer is, especially for millennial women, because mm-hmm. you teach from both worlds. Most millennial women don't know what they want to be. Every, every, I mean, look, it's a hard place to be, but it's, it's, it's going to be one of those things. Like, I'm sorry to answer the question for you, but it's literally women want the option to do either. She wants the option to be a breadwinner and be taken care of. She, you know what I mean? She wants but the option to cook clean or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of women are in that midpoint, bro. Like, where, so it's not, it's not going to be one answer. But does men have, or they have to stick? No, no, you don't, you don't. You don't. And so they don't have an option. Why in the fuck would I want to be with another man then? Because basically, basically you're saying if that has the options to be that dominant person and to be that hung whole motherfucker, like I don't want to be with another man. Like you doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. Hold on, are you trying to, bro? This is first we fit to get canceled already on episode one back because of Corey. All I'm saying is, how did you go from asking a question to talking about being with another man? No, because I was saying, like, when you made the statement of being modern or traditional, the more modern women 
take on that extra alphaness, and it's like, bro, it's, oh, it's, it's, oh, now you breathing. That, I was like, yo, hey, tell me you feel the same way I felt. <laughs> nah, it wasn't even that way. I'm stating like when when a lot of ladies when they try to be modern, they take away the man's role, and when they take away the man's role, it's like, okay. What's the purpose of me being in your life if you're doing what I'm doing? I think I think I think that only matters when communication is broken down, right? So mm-hmm. so for me, I, I've constantly said I know I, I'm gonna be worth millions, right? Mm-hmm. But I've also told my wife that she can be worth more to me if she ever decided to take on the same role I do, right? And become an entrepreneur like to, to the level that I want to be. She'd be worth it more to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm honest about that. I mean, her her availability, how well she works, what she does, when she puts her mind to something, she can she can be great, right? That's so I'm talking about inside the house. I mean, inside. those roles don't change though. Like just just because she makes money, it don't mean that she know what food she want to eat. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hold up! Just because she make money, you know. Don't mean she can make the decision on what side of town y'all moving to. Just because she make money, bro, don't mean she don't want you to go pick the car for her. Just because she make money, don't mean she getting out to pump her own gas. Yo, Rose, those type of shit don't change being together with whoever you with, bro. As much as they want to put it. Huh? You say it don't, but there's so many... No disrespect to ladies, but when a woman get in a certain range of power, they abuse it when it comes to their spouse. That is not true. Oh my! Oh my! True. I don't believe in that either. That is. I'm gonna tell you this much, right? You can only (laughs) allow what you can only allow what it is that that you allow. If that makes sense, Right. right? So look, I don't care how much money she make down there, right? She can't make Mm -hmm. me feel less than as a man. That, that's, that's real talk. That's real talk. Well, because well, the thing is, I'm not going to stand for that. So, so the thing is, is the only time, the only time that, that can happen, the only time that that can happen is if, as a man, you think that your work is tied up and who makes the most money in your household. But no, bro. I so, so so remember what you always tell me. We can't use ourselves. We're talking about majority of the population. Okay, we, fair enough. Population. Fair enough. Fair enough. A lot of women you can't take do. singular and, and, and put so, it in totality. So, so, so for me and you, that might be completely different just because we have more of a dominant persona. But there's a lot of other men out there who aren't as vocal or who aren't as just have that certain type of thing in them. And when their woman get in a certain amount of power, they abuse it when it comes to them. And I see it often. I put it this way, right? I think yet again. And this is me going to talk in totality, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about women that are, you know, in the six-figure earner range, that's mm-hmm. like, that's like, that's like five, maybe four, four and a half percent, right? I would talk about six. I'm just thinking to, my, I'm thinking to myself, right? So five percent, maybe four and a half percent for six-figure earners, right? Or women. Then when you drop below that, let's say if you're talking about in the range of, 65 to 80,000, right? Let's say 99,000. Let's go there. You, you might open the spectrum up a little bit to about <clears throat> maybe 
nine, maybe um, 11% of women, mm-hmm. right? So, so right there and, then, and then, and then, and then again, if we talk about black women, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about black women, <clears throat> that number lessens, right? So if it went from four and a half to 5%, it went to two to maybe one and a half percent of black women are making that exuberant amount of money, right? And then if you take it even further back, so it buys the question to say this much. If a woman who's making 50, 60 grand got them type of britches, I'm looking at that man also. So meaning, me, meaning if, if, if you're not willing, because I've already, I've already collected my hours. I'm at 118 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Between 108 and 118 weekly. So we're talking about my nine to five plus what I do outside of that. Mm-hmm. I'll work from, from 7.30 to 6, drive from work to Kennesaw and not leave Kennesaw till 11 at night. So mm-hmm. you got to put that in percentage, right? At the end of the day, and I live in Noonan, so if you know about Georgia, that's a drive, my dude. Oh, definitely. That's a drive. I'm on the clock always. So if you not that, if you not that, if you if you're not even putting in half of what I'm doing, if you're not doing 50 to 60, 60 to 70 hours a week, and y'all both making less than 80k, that's something wrong with you. Now let's break down the variable. See, so you just broke down for women percentages, right? So let mm-hmm. me break down for men. Especially, and I'm gonna just do totality mm-hmm. in Georgia. Um, let's say fifty percent has been incarcerated or has been a felon in Georgia. That's black. Fifty mm-hmm. percent of that. Um, we're just gonna even give you a guarantee. Twenty per twenty per twenty five percent of that is not heterosexual. That's in Georgia right now. Most definitely. Oh, you mean 20, 25% of men that have been arrested are not heterosexual. Okay. No, so, I, I'm saying you have 100% right here. You take 50 from that, 50 of them has been incar- incarcerated, which leaves 50. You take 25% that, they, um, the 25% I just took aren't heterosexual, which leaves 25. 15% of that, they are what? <laughs> already married or in some type of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> relationship which mm-hmm. leave you 10% of men right there and with the 10% of men there's only a certain amount so now you have a whole 90% that's either a felon or that's not straight so of course if you do get you a dude out here a lot of them aren't put together already especially if they are black in Georgia so 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 you can be I, already making 50 million I mean you can already be making 50,000 I'm not making 50000 just yet. I got to build to where you yeah. are at. Because yeah. first, it could be school. It could be finances. It could be so many things that's different for a young black man than it is for a young black woman. So, of yeah. course, you get to that goal much sooner than I am. So, of course, you could be making $50,000. i will be making 20000 But in a couple of years, I'll be making 50000 with you. But don't expect for me to be making that 50000 straight out the gate. So, so I think, I think with that process, right, and, and you can time in whatever you want, but I'm just speaking from, from, from a black male's perspective. 
I look at that for whoever that 10% population is on us, right? Other black men that are in the position to help lead or help guide, if that makes sense, right? So, mm -hmm. so it's one of the things that I always say is this. Black people's biggest issue is never knowing what your options are. Mm -hmm. So you got people that have been incarcerated that are now worth millions. Like, you got to put that in perspective. So just because you've been incarcerated, who have you surrounded yourself with? What groups are you going to? What, who, who is available to be part of those mentorship programs, right? So meaning if you and I don't talk to somebody younger than us, mm -hmm. we are doing our culture a disservice. That's step one, right? So, okay. so, so, so at some point, the onus will always fall on us when it comes to us dealing with how our men come forward. So we can talk for days about, you know, the systematic racism in the system, men growing up without fathers in the home, people not having those abilities. But the truth of the matter is this, for those of us that have made it, we've also made it out. Mm -hmm. And we don't turn back. And so you think about it. When, when you look at that process of not turning back, you're literally in a position where you're allowing the next generation to fend for themselves continuously, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're only going to have a select few that make it out. And you don't fuck with those select few until they make it out. And mm -hmm. so at some point, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to become, when, when, when you look at that man, and, and the reason why I said there's no excuse, um, I don't expect you to come out making 50 grand for one job, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've been in prison, you also got a skill. So, so I, I, I'm going to put that in perspective. Prison people work. They don't sit around all day. We all mm -hmm. know that there are things that are made in prisons throughout this country that are sold daily for market value in every single store. So mm -hmm. at some point, there are some skills, some wages that you have done and are you willing to work hard enough, despite your circumstances, to create? Are people willing enough to help mentor you to, to create? Are people willing enough to help fund? So there's going to be a lot of different processes that is going to, yet again, stop the blame factor and mm -hmm. start the accountability factor for it. So we're part to blame for why our women are the way that they are. You see what I'm saying? So you have so many women that are raised by other women that are made to be men while men are coddled by women and made to be women. Mm. Bro, I, I don't. I, I don't. don't. Moel, please tag in, bro. Because that, you're taking away... Um, What's the word? You're taking away. Um, you just said it. You just said it. You're taking away accountability from from women. No, 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 no. So, so, so look, so look, so look. Accountability is not away from women. I say we have a part to play in our women. Okay. We're not saying that, we're not saying that they're not accountable, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying that we have a part to play. Black women need to be accountable for a lot. Don't don't get me wrong, bro. I, mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't. I mean, we're talking about. It's, 
it's, it's, it's a process in which the conversation is going to have to be had on its own so that everybody can really formulate thought because at the end of the day, I tell people it's on the culture. It's not on any direct sex. It's on the culture. It, it, it truly is. And so what I mean by that is saying is you got hundreds, if not thousands of black men that make money, but those thousand black men do not have give back funds. Those thousands of black men do not have mentorship programs because if every thousand black man that was worth between 500,000 to a million dollars, each had a mentorship program right now, all black men will be worth at least three to $400,000 that are of age. If we could put that in perspective. And so my point is saying is because you can only learn how to make money from people that know how to make money. That, and that's what makes today's age so scary. Like people like Rashad and them and Earn Your Leisure. Man, you got 16 to 18 year olds making 30, 40 grand a year on stocks and, 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 and crypto. You see what I'm saying? Coming out of 18 and starting vending machine businesses. Yeah. How many clothing companies are out now? How many kids are, 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 are starting lawn care businesses? How many kids? And the thing is, this, and that's all due to information, right? And so you're listening to the people that are cool, which is becoming cool to be a guy that knows how to make bread. See, like that's becoming cool. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, bro. All I'm yeah. saying is when it comes down to instant gratification or something that people want immediately, a lot of women want it already there when a lot of these men don't have it just yet. I don't disagree with that, but I also think that falls back yet on the process of not seeing it done. So, like, if, if you grow up in a single-family household... So, the thing is, we, we both had the pleasure of, of meeting our fathers, right? Mm-hmm. We both had the pleasure of seeing them. Um, you before before he passed, me, my father still alive, and other men, right, mm-hmm. in our lives that are going to say, hey, man, you know... What you mean? You just gonna let your woman work and you sitting at the house? Like you know what I mean? Would that would have would, mm-hmm. would that have flown? Yeah, nah. Go sell that's, that's the point that I'm saying, right? That that is literally somebody mentoring you, putting you yeah. in a position to be him. Mm-hmm. If you do not have that, and what you aspire to see is those boys, rappers, and athletes. And God forbid, you might not even come from that perspective, right? You might come from a single family home that's well off, but you still don't see a man putting in work. So you expect a woman to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So there, there are so many different processes and, and it's not to give anybody you know, oh, yeah. pause. But at Point. the end of the day, what I mean by it's on the culture, it is my job. And y'all know one of my, my gigs is I train, right? I train athletes, but every yeah. athlete I train, I have personal conversations with. You're allowed to create a relationship personally with me that could potentially help you or not help you, right? Mm-hmm. Like this one of the guys I talk to all the time, and he's like, "Man, I need to get up with you and your guys when y'all have y'all guys night out." Man, we ain't having it because COVID is out, and everybody got a family, so you ain't doing shit. But at the end of the day, when all this goes away, yo, you can come happily. Like you know what I'm saying? If we want to sit here and talk about making money, we can talk about this. You already paid me for training, but how? But how can you turn around, pay the same amount you paid me to train you? put that into the market and make that back in a year four times over. 
Like you see what I'm saying? You Absolutely. gotta have those conversations because the thing is this: as a as a black man, I'm 34. I'm still growing, right? I'm still learning how to invest. I'm still learning how to make more money. I'm still learning how to put my family in a better financial situation. So I'm gonna give you all the information I got. If you're 24, by the time you're 34, you should have been way better than me. If I'm talking to you about what I'm learning right now, you should be way better. And that's the goal. So I charge them with the same thing. You got a 15, 16-year-old that look up to you the same way you looking up to me. It's your job to put him on game now for the game that you at. Like, it's not, oh, hey, man, I'm going to let you start here and then wait till you get where I am and then we can talk. No, if I'm right here right now, that's where you at. That's the information you're going to get. That's the information you're going to receive. So if we talk about ETS, if we talk about crypto, if we talking about what what the our return of investment on is going to school versus becoming an electrician, like if you want to actually know your options about what you can or cannot do, those are the conversations we're going to have right now because a 34-year-old with a family, my, go, my whole job is to figure out how can I get better for them and for myself, right? So at 24 with no family, you're going to look at the same options I'm looking at and say, shit, well, he got 24-year-olds working at his job. My boss at my job is younger than me. So that means at 22, you could be better than me too. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you got to put that in perspective. So, look, so as long as they know that, they're going to be all right. So, so look, so, so to bring it all back and to, to sum it up, mm-hmm. you have for any relationship that you create with a male, female, friend, or whatever, um... You have to take instant gratification from out of your yoke ship, most definitely. You have to take it from out of there. You can't have instant gratification I'm with it. Say, I was checking uh-huh. our time because I was, I was checking our time. We coming up almost, on that end point. Almost there. So that's all. Right. Summing all up, you can't have instant gratification and yoke ship working on the same thing. You know what? We gonna we gonna make a whole episode, one of Corey's episodes. I'm gonna write it down for him. Because he ain't putting his episodes out. Yet. My bad, bro. My bad. Instant gratification. Is it good or bad? And we'll have a complete episode on instant gratification. But nah, it's been real. And I still want to get everybody's uh, insight real quick before we head out on on uh, Yoke Ship. So I'm going to go ahead and start with, with you, Manuela. Give us your your not your life's little closing thoughts and how you feel about Yoke Ship going forward. Is it, and is it something you would teach? To the younger generation, definitely yokeship is something I would definitely teach. Um, it is very important, but at the same time, I mm-hmm. people evolve. Mm-hmm. We all become different. Like I evolved so different. I'm not the same 21 year old. Yeah, I met my husband for the first time on Facebook. That's not me. He's not the same. How old is he? He wasn't. He was 27. He's six years older than me. Yeah. He's not the same 27 year old that he met that I met on Facebook over 11 years ago. We're not the same people. We grow differently. You know what I mean? And we're still different yeah. people. Like, but we're still trying to get to know each other all over again. And that's going to be a constant thing. So the yoke ship is all about coming back together, having that communication and saying, what are your new expectations? What is something that you're looking for me now? Because we're going to keep changing no matter what. When I become 40 and he's like 46, I'm going to be different again. And he's gonna yeah. make it. You know what I mean? So I would tell them you'll work on it as you go. That's all. It's communication. You're gonna change. 
I mean, you can say this now, but by the time, like five years from now, it'll be a totally different situation and story. So always communicate, no matter what, because you will become different. That's, That's real. Yeah. KJ, you said your thoughts on your shit. I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. Manuel said it all, bro. Like, yeah, she hit every corner, she, every curve, every pothole. She lets you know exactly. Every year, not every year, but every certain amount of years, sit down with your person and, you know, try to figure each other out again because it's always going to be a working process and yep. take the gratification from out of it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I, y'all y'all are awesome, bro. My way, look, I, I, you, you said something, I think, for me at, at the end that as myself going into episode, I never really talked about, but I knew about, right? This is the changing process, right? Mm -hmm. So I like I like how you threw that in there because everybody changes. Like we are never the same person that we meet, that we marry. And you know, I've always said, you know, we're never the same people, but some of our core principles kind of stay the same, right? So mm -hmm. even even though we're 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 gonna change in age, making sure that the yoke ship be you know stays as a core principle meaning are we talking about communication as we change are we talking about finances as 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 we make more right i mean the goal the goal is families is always to make more you know when you first get started you guys are making 80 as a couple and then 10 years later y'all make it 220 as a couple or 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 making a million as a couple and you know if if that's your growth pattern you know, things change with money, man. Like mm -hmm. the people you around, the situations you're in, uh, the communication level and different things like that have to change with, with, with all of that. And then, you know, I always tell people sex is a big part of marriage, <laughs> regardless of how you want to swing it. Um, figure out the person you're going to be with, because if you can communicate Make sure your finances are good and communicate about sex. I don't feel like there's any reason why you can't make it. Um, and everybody's going to be good, man. So I want to thank y'all again for coming out for our first episode off of our sabbatical, you know, oh, back oh, with oh. a new flavor of, 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 of forever. With, yeah. with our girl who's going to add so much insight for us. Like I say, sometimes she says that she has said early, you just got to have some of that female energy. She, she brought a little yeah, something new for the day, yeah. head, right? Y'all got too much testosterone for me. I need like sprinkle <laughs> a little dash of here and there. <laughs> but nah, yo, it's been, it's, been a, it's been our pleasure. We will get back at y'all again on another episode. So we hope that y'all have an awesome I don't know if I cut out, but awesome and wonderful day. And we out. Bye. Deuce.